Step right up, ladies and gentlemen and genders of all ranges, and welcome to the Art Pit. Conducted by the Jeremys, a pair of purveyors of fine art and oddities via the best damn dark gallery this side of Long Beach, the Dark Art Emporium. Listen in wonder as we jibber-jabber about all things art, music, movies, and whatever other jive we decide to mosh together. Faint of heart, beware, and welcome to the Art Pit. Hey everybody, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. How Hello. are you? We are uh, sitting here inside the Dark Art Emporium recording Art Pit episode 5? Yep. Wow, episode 5, we've already, already hit that mark. Um, this episode, we are joined by two amazing artists that have a feature show opening up here at the DAE this weekend. Um, I'd like to welcome Adam McCarthy. Hello, sir. And Travis Ricciato. Hello. Also known as a travesty. That's correct. Uh, but for the sake of argument, we'll probably just end up calling you Travis today. Yeah. It's fine with me. <laughs> or, or Sir, or Your Majesty, whichever you prefer. I prefer Majesty. Yeah, yeah Majesty. Yeah, of course. We're, we're no longer tragic or Travesty. It's, it's, it's I, I like yeah, your, I like Your Majesty, but it has to be sarcastic. Right. Your Majesty. <laughs> <laughs> if it's too sincere, it's just awkward. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's like I can get into it. I'm yeah. So, also, um, uh, I'm Jeremy Cross, and as always, we have Jeremy Shot. Jeremy Shot. So, um, have you guys been here before? Uh, I've been here to uh, come by and talk to you guys about this show, but this is my first time here, and I have visited the gallery in its older location right. for a couple shows. Right, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely remember having you there. And you were here for the the one opening. The one opening, yeah, that was it. Yeah, for me. But I mean, I've been to the other location like multiple times. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. So we were talking about the fact that we've shown both of you uh, gentlemen before, and uh, um, and we're excited to expand that with these two feature shows. Actually, I think this is the first time for Adam. Yeah, that's right. I have not shown here before. No. What a way to break in, man! Nice. I appreciate all the walls. Yeah. But we've known about your work for a while. We've known you for a while. Yeah. I think all three of us were actually in a show together. Yes. You at the me and Hive. Yeah. Oh, at the yeah, Hive show. Exactly. Okay. At the Hive, yeah. A year and a half ago or something like that. That's right. Yeah, that's coming up on a couple of years almost now. Yeah. Because yeah. I ran into you when, like, I think I was taking down one of my shows. I ran into you. Because I think you and I both had a show together. And I think he was, like, also, like, like, a, like a featured artist as well. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. The Hive. I love that place. Did you see the uh, video footage that he posted during the, the riots downtown that Nathan no, posted? Oh, God. Yeah, I saw some of that because uh, my friend Karen, who's his neighbor, like his next door, but Karen Hazmat, yeah. who's also another artist, um, and she was posting some of his videos, but she lives like right in his same building. Oh, wow. It was crazy. But yeah, there was one video of basically a guy with a hammer just walking by and just smashing mm-hmm. all the windows at the Starbucks across the street there on Spring Street. But yeah, it was scary footage, man. Yeah. It's about what it looked like down here, too. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a very interesting evening. Um, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about what you guys have been up to. So we've been planning this show now. I don't know. When, when did we talk about this show? It's been like a year, right? Year, yeah. Yeah. You gave me uh, like a year's heads up yeah. just on it. Yeah. yeah. That's the right thing to do. <clears throat> 
Yeah, sure. Get, give me some time to fucking paint, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what's been going on uh, in that year for you? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some commonality in, in, in what we've all been experiencing, especially in the last, like, f- four or five months. But, um, you know, whoever wants to take it, you know, uh, talk yeah, about... Yeah, I've been, you know, I have a full-time job, so I'm working from home instead of at the office. But other than that, my life is pretty much the same because I don't go out much and I stay home and I paint as much as possible. So that has not changed at all. Uh, Just being home more for work kind of gets you feeling a little bit more cooped up and you don't have like these multiple worlds. All of your worlds are kind of in one place, you know, because you never leave your home. Or if you do, it's very rarely and you're wearing a mask and it's depressing as fuck. So, There's that. Uh, so I, yeah, I've just been trying to delve into the art and spending as much time creating and, and planning projects uh, for, you know, for the future and such. Have you been painting and working a lot more in the last year than, than you have previous? I'd say maybe a little bit more, yeah, yeah. just because I'm socializing less. I'm not going out and hanging out with friends and stuff, and so I'm filling that time. I don't like to watch TV a whole lot, so when I'm home, I'm, I'm either working or I'm creating something, painting or drawing or taking a work. I took a few Zoom workshops during the COVID time, which has been pretty cool. Yeah, you were talking about it. Yeah, I artists. took one with um, Carl Dobsky, who's a brilliant narrative painter, and uh, a couple with Vanessa Lehman. Do you know her? I don't. She does a lot of, you know that one uh, painting that was on my easel when you came by to pick up the artwork? Yes. That's, uh, that's, that was something I started in one of Vanessa's workshops, where she does like an abstract painting uh, first layer and then like pull something out of it looks for something within that abstract and then paints into it and so That's that was cool. her technique that I was applying for that piece and uh, I used like to I like to work in charcoal I like to work in oil paints so I usually alternate I'll do one charcoal drawing and then I'll do an oil painting and back and forth and back and forth so I'm just always several projects ahead I'm, I'm already already thinking what I'm doing two or three drawings or paintings ahead I'm already ready to go now Adam do you use the charcoals ever as studies for oil paintings or is it always its own thing um <clears throat> I have not really I've done oil I've done oil paintings uh, studies at a smaller scale than mm-hmm. the final piece but I haven't really used charcoal to study for paintings no it's a good good idea though I gotta tell you, I, I'm, I love working in charcoal. I feel like I need a lot more practice to even attempt to master that uh, that particular skill. Yeah, it's a fun medium. You have to. You, there, there's a lot. There's there's way less opportunity to fix a mistake in a charcoal than in an oil painting. Because in an oil sure. painting, you can pretty much paint over any mistake unless the oil paint is too thick and it has dried, which is pretty rare with an with an oil painting. Because if you paint really thick, you probably you know, know what you're doing and you don't plan on going back in and trying to cover it up. But with charcoal, once you go too dark, welcome to that, to that level. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you can pull a little bit off with like a kneaded eraser if you rub it over an area, gum erasers, but yeah. it's going to ruin the softness of it when you do that. And so you better really want to pull up that layer if that's what you're doing. Or if there's texture in the piece, then you're okay. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm usually thinking ahead a lot with charcoal and with paint, you can kind of slap it around and come back in and change the values I think that's later. why I like it. I think I like yeah. to slap it around a little. It <laughs> makes sense. For sure. It's all, it's all coming into perspective now. So what about you, Travis? What's the last, uh, so since we initially approached you about the show, you're not, not necessarily just like, you know, the COVID weirdness, but what's, what's the last year been like for you in, in painting this, this show? Pretty much the same as Adam. Like, I mean, if I'm not, at work, you know, I have a full-time job too. If I'm not there, then I'm at home, you know, trying to paint or draw or something. I mean, to be honest, like the last, I think I was telling you, like the last couple months, 
you know, with all this stuff that's going on, I'm, for some people, it, like, really fucking sucks. But for me, it was kind of like I got, like, a lot more time to, like, work on stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, there's, like, silver lining to it, you know? So, I guess. Nothing wrong with having a little time to work on yeah, stuff exactly. you love. And, and, you know, I don't really go out that much anyway, so, like, really, it was just, like, just hanging out at home with my cats and then, you know, painting and stuff like that. So, you know, it was cool, but... You know, it it, it kind of it kind of sucks that like you can't go anywhere. You know, like you can't go to an opening anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of been like a bummer as well. Like, like there, there's like there's been like pros and cons to it. You know, so oh for sure. Yeah, the the, the pro is more more time to work, and the the con is if nobody you need can see to it. be social. <laughs> if you need to be social, you, you, yeah, you can't. Uh, so if you're if you're not a social creature. This was your time to shine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, if you're like an introvert like me, you're just yeah. like, fuck yeah, I stay yeah. at home now. Right? right? Don't have to come up with an excuse not to come to your shitty party yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or see your shitty band play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't make it to your poetry reading. Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like the best excuse now. You're like, oh, go do this. Like, in a pandemic, really? Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> it can't be that important. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I got to say, though, the one thing that I think is really cool is the innovation that it's, uh, that it's created in a lot of different industries, not just with the art galleries. Like, yeah, we're doing VR and podcasts, and we're, we're trying to figure out other ways to reach people. Um, but there's, like, uh, my wife last weekend, uh, last Friday, she went to a drive-in drag show. <laughs> yeah, it was over at Hamburger Mary's. No, it was at the. Uh, it mm. might have been sponsored by Mary's, um, mm. but it was at the the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Oh wow! Yeah. So they actually drove onto the Rose Bowl, and there was a stage, and they had a big drag extravaganza, uh, and like like that's crazy that that exists. That, that Don't they have, like drive through like strip clubs now too? I heard that they yeah. do in Texas. Isn't yeah. that right? Texas and Portland, or Portland? I think Portland has them and Texas has them. Portland makes perfect sense. I was kind of surprised by Texas. Oh, Texas, Houston is like a huge strip club population. You would know. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. He's a regular there, yeah, right? Yeah, they know me over at uh, Cheetahs. All of them. <laughs> Yeah, like, there, there's a few industries that really, like, there was no way that this was not going to affect you drastically. And I'd imagine being a stripper was at the top of that list. Yeah, that's, that's like, tough to, to, lo- to lose that Lap gig. dances, no matter mask or not, you know, that's, that's pretty intimate. I'm just saying. And the VIP room is strictly off guards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I feel like, it's tough for everybody, though. I mean, like, in some, like, in big ways or, you know, like, little ways. I mean, for, like, an artist, too, it's just, like, like, most of, like, your sales come from, like, people looking at it in person. I mean, at least for me, like, that's how it would be. Yeah. So. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there, you can do all the virtual stuff that you want, but, like. You can't we're, fall in love with art as much on a virtual. Yeah, exactly. Because like, everybody sees art on their screens, anyways, like all day long. So right. it's just like another like thing like that. But you need to like see actual work in person to like get like, all the details of it, really. You know. So. And really, like especially with the pieces in this show, because um, I, I saw them all way before I saw them today in person, and the scale it makes such a big difference. Like, there's a lot of large works from both of your collections. And I had no idea how large some of these works were. And as much as I loved them as, you know, 
three inch snippets on my fucking phone. Um, it's better in person. Seeing them at four foot and five foot scales, uh, it, it's overwhelming. Like, like you really take your time to invest into the piece when you're looking at it as opposed to just like, yeah, that's cool. And, ju- and just the way that light bounces off of paint, man, you can't see that on a screen. Yeah. You have yeah. to be in the thickness and the, yeah. the way the light bounces off surfaces is so important. That's very true, especially when you're dealing with oil paints. Especially with oil paints. Well, because also like the colors kind of are different on, on the screen too. I mean, no matter how much you edit something on for like to show online or like Instagram or anything like that, it's not the same like... Anytime you reproduce anything, it yeah, it, just, it doesn't look the same. Like, yeah. and yeah. especially like if you're the artist yourself, like you're kind of like nitpicking, nitpicking already, right? To like, you're like, well, that kind of color is kind of off, it's kind of dark, you know. But like in person, you can tell like everything, like how it's supposed to look. Like we were we were looking at the uh, those prints at your place earlier today, and you're like, it's just a little too yellow. Yeah. And it's probably like if you show that to, the, I would be the only person yeah, that would know yeah. that it doesn't look quite right. But but, <laughs> but that I'm, still but matters. That. Yeah, it still matters because it's it's not true. It's not no matter what. It's not going to be true. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a print. It's a but, print. Yeah. But there's there's truer true and there's <laughs> bullshit true and there's yeah. completely lying. And there's dog shit, horrible quality <laughs> printing. But this was a decent right. quality print. The colors were just that shift like, off. Just and I was like, hint. And, and I can see what you're talking about, like, like, like you, you know, like, yes, there's a little bit of a yellow hue to this that, that obviously shouldn't be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. So basically what all of you guys are saying is that after the 8th, if somebody wants to see this work in oh, person, God damn it. <laughs> hit the appointments tab on the, on the Dark Art Emporium's website and schedule an appointment to see this stuff in person because... It's, it's much better in person. Yeah, it is way better in person. Do you guys remember how I said, don't worry about like ham-fisting any promo into this guy? Oh, I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do it. <laughs> it's because he's here. He'll do it. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, yeah. seriously it's, it, it's driving me nuts not to have art open. I mean, that's People what I do. Yeah. Like, that's what we do here is have art opening, so... If anybody out there is in the Los Angeles area <laughs> and wants to come see them in person, by all means, call yeah, I don't. Us. I don't feel like I've seen an artist's work if I haven't seen it in person. Like, agree. Even my favorite yeah. artist of all times. Like, if I haven't seen it, I haven't really seen your work. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and there's been plenty of times where I've seen somebody's work that I've been following for years, um, finally for the first time in person. Um, you know, like this was true with like um, a ride-in piece. Um, a couple of years ago, I saw a riding piece, a big one. Uh, it was what uh, was it? The meat, meat dress one. Anyway, and I'd seen you know his work online for years, but looking at it in person, it just it blew it blew me away. You know the, the level of detail and the, the the cleanness of it and the and the, the depths of depth of light and shadow on it. And, you know, I'd always loved Ryden's work, you know, especially that he spearheaded such a strong, uh, was, was such a strong voice for um, a subculture of art and became, you know, this icon for that subculture. Um, um, but, yeah, as far as the painterly aspect of it and his skill set, I didn't get it until then. Yeah, you, a lot is revealed when seeing the actual paint and the actual materials used. So get your ass down here. Right? Yeah, come on down. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the show a little bit. Um, I want to bounce between you guys and kind of pick your brains about where you were, uh, where you were when you went into the series, 
and where you ended up on the back end of it with what we have now. So Travis, your, your show has a couple of themes that I think are pretty, pretty prominent. Yeah. So we, we, we've, got, we've got religion. Yeah. Or at, at least some form of theology. Right. Um, maybe not specifically Christian, but definitely some aspects of that. Um, <laughs> some. Some, yeah. Uh, bondage. Yeah, a little bit of that. Um, <laughs> and, just a, just a and touch. Just, and just <laughs> flat out bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're, you're, your JT is strong. Um, so tell me about, tell me about the series, man. Tell me what, what is God complex with three X's by the way. Yeah. Which I it, I, was clever. I, I love the title. Yeah. I don't, you know, God just, complex XXX. Yeah. yeah I've been X. keeping that one tucked away for a while. I thought it's it was good. I thought it was good. Thanks for dropping it out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think like my work has always kind of been like geared towards like sexual, like fetish type of stuff. I mean, the one everything I've seen from you yeah, certainly follows that. Yeah. yeah, it's all been like based on that kind of, you know, just like in different forms, I guess. But like, I think like, I think with this show, I mean, like God Complex is like, it, the basic understanding is like, it's somebody who's always like right about something, right? Or it's like, it, the, the, you know, they're infallible kind of. Right. So I kind of feel like, religion's kind of like that thing it's like it, it it always thinks that it's right you know it's like this is the way it's only this way well uh, certainly and, every follower no matter how much they differ from person to person feels that way a lot yeah exactly yeah yeah and then also it's kind of like a control thing so like oh definitely yeah so kind, I mean, kind of have you met the catholic church but I, yeah that's what i'm saying like <laughs> I, I feel like there's like three things that like in the world that are like just they're made to control people. It's like politics, sex, and religion. Like, I'm, maybe there's more, but I feel like those are like the three like main things that like, I no no matter what culture it is, it's like those are the ones that matter. Yeah. So I feel like I'm not really a political guy. I mean, I feel like everybody has to be now, but like, I don't really see these as political. No, unless, no, unless these you are, consider these are political at all. I don't. There think. are people though that will say anything concerning the church is political. Right. But I don't see these as political. No, they, no, they're, they're definitely not to be political. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever like dipped my toes into like doing political pieces at all. So I guess it would depend on it depend on how somebody wanted to define political. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I just I don't care. I guess. <laughs> well, the thing I dig the most is uh, Catholicism in particular, which is easily you know the, the strongest voice here. Yeah. Uh, has this obsession with pain, with yeah. with uh, flagellation and yeah, I mean, and, go, and all these things that they, and and so bondage. Yeah, I mean, wasn't like the Inquisition? Isn't that like a Catholic? Wasn't that oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. The Spanish Inquisition was a Catholic as fuck. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you're torturing people in the name of God and kind of yeah. stuff like that. It's like. Kind of weird, man. Nobody like. suspects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I love the I love the play off of that, uh, and and all of the bondage gear. So I know that you, we we talked and that you use models. Yeah. Um, People that I know or so have are, known or are these know. all are these all homies? Huh? Are these all homies depicted here? All friends? Yeah. I mean, do they have their own latex? 
Yeah, for the most part. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that you know that many people with latex. <laughs> I mean, you kind of got to, so. <laughs> it, it's hard to find people that are, like, down to just, like, you know, like, do weird shit like that, so. You know, you I, know, I need to get to know. To I need to get to know more of your friends. I like your friends already. Yeah. Shit. Now I really wish we could have a real opening. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want. I want everybody that modeled for everything here. If to all show the up models looking, using all this artwork right, showed yeah. up, it'd be a really Dressed fun up. fucking party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As as the rep- <laughs> How amazing would that be? Especially because you guys both use models. Yeah. That would be great. Like people posing with pictures for pictures with the painting and the model dressed as the painting. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. Fuck, we suck. (laughs) Why are we doing this during the apocalypse? Can we postpone this to like five years from now when we have a vaccine in place? (laughs) So uh, let's talk a couple of, uh, uh, well, actually, switch gears. Um, Edit, move on. Adam. Hello. (laughs) Yes, I am Adam. (laughs) So (laughs) like like we were talking about with Travis, what was the catalyst, other than us asking you to do a show, what was your catalyst for your voice in the show? And, and, and where, did, where did it start? Where did it end? Where, yeah, sure. Did it change? Um, like, like Travis, I, I work with models. Um, usually what I do is I'll hire a model that uh, I, I want to work with because there's something in her that uh, I'm enamored by. Uh, and then um, I'll usually have one concept in mind uh, to shoot a model for. And I always leave time in any shoot that I do to, to leave it open and, and see what ideas that that model and I come up with together. And I very much look at that part of my process as a collaboration with another artist. That's great. Um, That's cool. there, there are good models and there are bad models. And like the, the good ones you can tell by looking at you know, the, the work that they've shot in the past. Um, and <clears throat> I like to work with people who want to be a part of the process. So I always have conversations with the, with the girls that I shoot before I book them and uh, tell them my ideas. And I have never once shot a model where she didn't influence it in some way other than just being there and posing her like I was telling her to. There's always something that comes from her that uh, I love about that collaborative process. So Travis was saying that he, with his models, he knows all of them. They're all, they're all friends or... Um, so. Are some of your yeah, some 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 of the girls that I've painted and drawn here, I knew previously, yeah. but not the majority. The majority are, are girls that I saw and said I want to paint her. Just like and most Instagram mostly it's Instagram. Or, yeah, yeah, for the most part it's Instagram. Before I really got into Instagram, I met a few people on Facebook. But yeah, social media. You see. And I, I prefer to hire professional girls who don't think I'm trying to hit on them and get them to my house and take, take their clothes off. Like, sure. girls who are professional models know when you ask them, hey, are you available? What are your, if the first thing that you say is, what are your rates? And they know that you're serious and you're an artist who is going to pay them and you're, it's a professional relationship. Um, yeah, because I'd imagine but, that would get really awkward really quick if that was. How many case. times do you yeah. think a girl gets hit up by somebody going, "Hey, are you a model? I'd love to hire you," and it turns out to be bullshit, right? God, that that has to be so much all of that. The time. So it helps that I'm an established artist. They can easily go to my website and go, "Oh, this guy." And chances are, they know half the girls I've painted. I mean, every girl that I've painted up here probably has met one of the other girls that I've painted here. It's like oh, it's, it's a small, or at least know each other on social media. It's a, it's not that huge of a of a world anymore because of social media. Now, some of the girls um, repeat, yeah? A few, yeah. Uh, there's, you, you've had there's a couple one of model repeat that offenders? There's three pieces of here, uh, but we pulled one of them. Uh, 
And yeah, there's definitely repeaters. And, and a lot of that goes back to the whole thing where I do a painting and a charcoal drawing. So usually that co that will come from the same shoot. Mm -hmm. So uh, like I'll, I'll shoot the model in lots of different poses and different ideas, and then I'll do at least one painting and one charcoal from that shoot. So that's why I do more, more than one piece. But there's some, that there's, there's so many great shots from that one shoot that I pull from that and, and make another painting from that. I don't think I've had the same girl back twice to shoot, but I will take more than one reference photo from one shoot and use it again. So did you have a favorite model? Where the collaboration. I can't just, say that. Can really? I? <laughs> um, hey, it's a professional relationship, so why can't so you? So the I, not from a painting that's here. Like one okay. of my favorite. Am I allowed to talk about art that was sold in another gallery? Please, by all <laughs> means, yeah. So one of the paintings no. I did was called uh, was called Inferno, and the model I used for that is a girl named Shelley D. Inferno. And some a lot of times I'll use the girl's name in the name of the painting. Her, it seemed like a perfect name because it was a painting of a demon woman with three heads in a pit of hell and fire. So Inferno was the perfect name and it was part of her uh, you know, uh, modeling name. Um, and so a lot of times I'll name my paintings after if the model has a tattoo of a word on it. Mm, so one of my pieces yeah. here is Cursed. Uh, that's, uh, she, and she's a tattoo artist. Her name is uh, Sabrina. And I'm gonna brank, blank on her last name. Uh, but she's a tattoo Sabrina. artist from Montreal. She was here for a tattoo convention, and I booked her to shoot heavily tattooed, and she has cursed tattooed underneath her chin. And then I did a cursed two with the model named uh, Hannah Black, and she just kind of looks like a witch, and cursed seemed to sort of fit with that same name, and the shape of the drawings are very similar, so I just decided to call that part of a series. But, um, yeah, I, I, get, I get a lot of inspiration from, from the models that I'm shooting, and a lot of what I originally had in my head really, really is altered by that short relationship that we have, that one to two hours that we're working together. But, uh, sh but back to your, your question about one of my favorites, Shelly was just very, very, very flexible and worked really quickly. Um, a sometimes girls will shift their pose so, so subtly that picture A and picture B are too close and I've got too many pictures of basically the same pose but like mm -hmm. the more dramatic difference there is in any pose that a model can give you gives you sort of more reference to go from and if you love a certain pose you can ask them to hold that and adjust this or that or whatever but Travis is nodding I'm, I'm assuming yeah you, you well, I, I would love to hear what, what your experiences are no everything him. he's saying is like like super accurate it's <laughs> like you know you might like a pose or something like that but you know, if you have too many of the same kind of thing, you, you, and it's just not working, like you just kind of have to like have them shift a little bit, and then even if it's just like moving an arm or something like that, it just it works better. So it's good to have like a bunch of different references to work from. So as yeah, somebody who's sure. never really used models for referencing, I, I find it fascinating, like just the idea of collaborating with somebody before you even start the piece. Yeah. And, and, and trying to figure out how that's going to look and what the composition's going to be when you're so far away from even getting started well, I mean, the on the actual is, painting. The reference is just that. It's just like yeah. something you can like refer back to to be like, it's like a jumping off point, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, use, I use a lot of uh, preparation time to, to work in Photoshop and such too. So like you'll see a lot of my paintings have girls with multiple arms so they didn't show up that way. I photoshopped them and you know yeah, <laughs> I, I looked everywhere for a six-armed girl. Um, she was, I found her, she was too expensive. Did you look though, on Craigslist so. yet? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the six harmed girls section of Craigslist was down that day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very, so, very so small. I'll, I do I do a lot of Photoshop work, and I really work out the design and the composition before I start. I'm a pr- I'm pretty much a slave to my reference. I wish I could be looser and kind of make a lot of major decisions in the canvas, but I just, I just don't. I make small decisions, hmm. small shifts in hue or value or back, you know, creative yeah. backgrounds and such. I but think with both of us, though, because like both of our works are like pretty detailed. So, I mean, like you kind of have to be like a slave to your reference if you want it accurate, you know? If you want it to look photog- yeah, photographic, yeah, we both, to look we both like kind of have a photographic you're, you're, style. You're, you're painting. Because if you change one thing, it snowballs. Yeah, and then it's just like, yeah. I don't know who that is. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it, it totally makes sense. Like, And that's why I was kind of like happy that we were kind of like in a, like the same show together because I remember yeah. seeing his work before. And I always like thought like, oh, that's like kind of similar to mine because like we, I don't know what it is, but like kind of, not the same technique, but the, the same kind of... Yeah, I, I totally see it, too. There's a lot of similarities, yeah, but they're different enough that, that the work is clearly stands out as yeah. each artist's thing. It's different, but, but I, I kind of feel like we have like, the same process, so you can kind of tell, for sure. We, yeah. A lot of the way that we work, because we, 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 we put artists together you know, quite often, like two-man, three-man, four-man shows, whatever, uh, four-person shows. And it's, well, this one, it was, it was a no-brainer. Like, yeah, it really looks like it to me, man. Like we, it was like, you're both... Um, there, there's a sexuality and a vibrancy to to both of your your works. There's this there's a photorealism to it, but your approaches to each aspect of that are different. Yeah. Um, like uh, I, I I would say that you have a more loose painterly style, Adam, mm-hmm. um, and and yours is is more uh, a more true photo realistic. It's tough. <laughs> but I, to, to be honest, sometimes I, I wish I could paint looser, but it doesn't work. I, I honestly had to force myself so many times to stay loose and not fix a line because I want it to stay loose, but it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's tough to that discipline. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It makes you crazy. I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, because even if like you look at something, you're just like, no, something's off. Like the tiniest stupid line or like dot or whatever, you just like. At least for me, I drive myself nuts. So. Go crazy, just focusing yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just looked at photos of the two of you, and I was like, oh, these are match made in heaven. <laughs> like two rock and roller like badasses. Nice. Thank I don't you. even care what their work looks like. Put a show together. We got we got Ace uh, Ace and Gene here. Yeah. <laughs> like looking at the two of you, like you guys could be in a band together, like. No, you guys really, uh, you know, uh, to give you a, a quick idea, you, you should definitely Google what these gentlemen look like. Although, I know, Adam, you're, you, you're pretty good about posting photos of yourself or other people are good at posting. I've seen your yeah, face I, online. Yeah, I do some pictures of me in social media. Travis, I don't know that I've seen your face online. I don't I know that people... social media. Yeah. So. <laughs> good for you. Me too. I, I don't like showing my face, so like, I don't know. So people would have to try really hard to find pictures of you online? I'm, yeah, I'm kind of like secretive i don't know yeah. like i'm not like i don't know my you're an art ninja gets, like gets irritated because like i don't post anything whereas like she posts you know a lot of stuff i'm just like i don't like people knowing about me like, <laughs> well, if you want to know what the two of them look like uh log in on saturday on facebook live and see the live show and they'll both be on camera uh, i don't know i'm like really ham <laughs> plus fist god damn it i like the whole social media thing I, i'm like I don't know. It kind of pisses me off, at least in like an for like an artist. You know, it's just like I feel like it's kind of killed art 
like traditional art. It's yeah. great that like so many people can like post stuff and like you know they can do digital work and it looks amazing. But like you have me and Adam who actually like work on this shit like <laughs> every day, all day, like stressing about it, and then like you know people just see it online and it it and it's kind of like they just swipe through. It's like oh, okay, that was cool. You know that's great. Whereas like yeah, when I, you're an, an artist before like social media, it was like you had to go and look at it. You like, you were forced to look at it in person, you know? So it's a double edged sword. It really yeah. is. And I have a most sincere love, hate relationship with social media. Yeah. Um, it's allowed me to do things that I never would have been able to do career wise without it. Connections yeah. and things like that, that just wouldn't have happened. Um, it's but just, also it, it is desensitizing yeah. It also, and I gotta be careful how I say this, um, it gives people a sense of celebrity that they don't deserve. Yeah. Definitely. Sense of entitlement and yeah. entitlement and, and, uh, um, like ego. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's ruined good manners. People, yeah. people say things online that they would never have the balls to say to your face. Absolutely. And it used to be that would just die in their heads, but now it's blasted out. And, and if anything, it's, it's, it's the opposite yeah. of the person that would say that to your face yep. is the person that says that to you on social oh, media. Oh, it's always like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's that troll under the bridge. It's what right. they call trolls because like, they, they, they normally would be hiding under a right. bridge, cowarding. Um, I'm going to take a picture of you guys and uh, we, we, we may post this online. But yeah, um, if, I mean, if I didn't own two businesses, I wouldn't have social media. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it has done wonders for the gallery and even the pizza place. Like, it's 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 awesome. But on the other hand, like, you know, it's it's toxic. Yeah, very, it's very toxic. toxic. I have to take like, breaks for me personally, not as a business, but like for me personally, like mm. scrolling through, like, and you I, don't even know that notice that like how toxic it is until you're just like fuck man like i feel feel bad about something but like i don't yeah. know why and like yeah i was having a good day and then i went on facebook for 30 minutes and what the fuck yeah well i mean and like as an artist it's like you're always like uh, i mean i don't know me i'm always like hard on myself so like i go online and i'm just like fuck man this guy's like knocking it out like i'm pissed <laughs> now and like i fucking hate all my work and i'm about to throw it in the trash you know it's just like it's so bad for your own self-esteem. So. But I suppose if that's driving you, then that's okay. Well, I mean, like, yeah, it drives you, but then you're just like, I don't know, I'm hard on myself. So, like, I really, like, hate on it, and I'm just like, this is never going to be up to that level, you know? It's, so, it's funny, because you, you can see it in both of your work, that you're probably both pretty hard on yourself when it comes <laughs> to your own work. Yeah. Um, it, it, you don't reach this level of intricacy and detail and realism without beating the shit out of yourself every minute while you're painting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, do you, do you find pleasure in creating the works or is it, a, is it a really indulgent masochistic experience? The second one. <laughs> yeah. All right. I kind <laughs> Definitely. Of How about for you? I'd, I'd have to say for me, you know what I've noticed about myself recently is that the, the actual act of painting for me is very, very, almost like a meditative state. Like I'm so focused. It's the only time of the day where my mind's not thinking about anything else. Mm. And I'm literally just focused on what I'm doing with the brush and the value and the, and, and the, and the color. Um, but what I've noticed about myself as far as being hard on myself is that after spending three hours painting and I sit back and I look at what I've done, I'm usually 
quite happy with what I've done. But then I notice that the next day when I come back, I look at it and go, this is shit. What did I do? (laughs) And then I go back in and I work on the parts that bother me the most and then I'm happy and then I go to bed and then I wake up and this is shit. Yeah. Yeah. It'll keep you up at night too because like, man, I'll stress about something like for the whole, you know, I'll put it away like you said and then just you wake up and you're like, oh man, this thing looks like shit. And then it just like fucks with you the rest of the day until you can actually fix it. And then like, it's tough when you work with oil because it's like you gotta wait for stuff to dry too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and like the way I, I work is like, I'll put down layers. So it's like, I'll start with an underpainting on some of them and like, you have to wait for it to dry or. Are you using a lot of medium? No, I don't, I don't think I use any medium actually. No, no liquid or walnut oil or anything? Sometimes like I'll use like a uh, liquid, but not. So you really have to wait for it to dry. Yeah. Not like, not like liquid, doesn't liquid like... speed drying? Liquid speeds drying. Okay. Um, so do certain oils. So I use, um, I use cobalts. Gamsol. I use Gamsol <clears throat> just for the underpainting. See, but that, like, and for, that dries really yeah, fast. But yeah. it'll also spit it out, though, too. Yeah. For, like, that's a, for the underpainting, yeah. that's fine. Never yeah. again will I touch gamsol to my oils, but just for the exactly, underpainting. Yeah. And that way, your underpainting dries almost overnight, pretty yeah. much. Right. Unless you go too thick, it's going right. to be dry in the morning. But, like, with my stuff, I know, like, <clears throat> it's, it's all kind of planned out. So, like, if, if something looks like shit, like, one day, you're, and you're, like, stressing about it, it's like, you know, you got to like, at least for me, it's like, I got to take steps to make sure I get it to where I want it. And so like with like value changes and like color changes and stuff like that, it's like, it's all planned out. Like I got to have this color down first and then this one and then this one, and then I'm done. So it's all step by step. And it's like, it it has to be precise. One thing goes wrong. Yeah. One (laughs) thing goes, yeah, exactly. One thing goes wrong and you're just like, okay, well I got to start over now or like I lost a day or you know, a couple of days to this, or I got to work on something else. Now, did uh, did either of you take any school in for this? I went to school, but like, I mean, I had a cool teacher, and he just kind of like said, "Do whatever," and like, he was always like really about anything that I did. So, I mean, it was nice to that. Like, I only did it because like I had like a studio spot, so you know, it was great for that. You know, but like. It's nice to have a teacher that's just like cheers you on. So sure. Where, where did you go? Uh, Cal State, San okay. Bernardino. Yeah. And they they had a, a decent art program. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I no, just I don't know. Okay. No, not at all. It, it's it's garbage. I think. But like I had a paint teacher. <laughs> Damn. No pu- no punches pulled here. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I mean they're they're all. I don't know. It's school's kind of garbage, anyways. But like, I, I my I'm, paint, I'm behind you on that one. Yeah, don't no. don't listen to him, kids. Stay in school. No, my my paint teacher was awesome. Like, and like I, I think that he helped me a lot. And just by not, I don't know. Like he just kind of like let you do what you wanted to do. It's like he wasn't like he wasn't a hater on anything you did. So one of the things I was curious about the schooling is I would imagine that. Um, the process, especially when you were talking about all of your layers and the, and the way that your pieces glow, Travis, especially as um, having to use some old master's techniques and having to learn some sort of old master's techniques in order to achieve that. What do you mean? Like, so, like, 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 like the fucking snot on her face <laughs> is insane, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like the snot you on her face. People have to come down and see this work. Like, it's so like beautiful. really how, how like you had to study to learn how to do that, right? Like so, so you never studied old masters? I'm not like I mean this is going to sound bad, but I'm not like 
I'm not into like other artists. I, so I, like, I'm not an art history okay. guy either. Yeah. I'm not that I, big into old. Like all my favorite painters are like live down the street. Well, right. I mean, like even like con- like contemporary art, even like artists now. It's like I usually don't look at other people's work because it just. I just don't want to be influenced by it. I just want to do my own shit. So yeah, you know, and like, kind of sounds shitty as like an artist. Like I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think that sounds shitty at all. I I think that it says something about you trying to keep your work pure. Yeah, exactly. Purely, purely your influence. I mean, obviously, like everybody's gonna be influenced by something, but like, right? You had to have somebody that got you started on caring about it. But you know what? I I feel like I find more influence from like music and books and like authors and stuff like that you know it's just instead of other artists because i i feel like art is more like an idea than well, well why did you start painting like why was that the me- art medium that you went with like i i play I bass no and guitar i have like, no why, idea like it's I like, just like one of those i like the realism with you man you're like i don't it's a good know. fucking question man like why do i have to have an answer to this it wasn't like an uncle or a dad that drew or anything. No, like I mean that. like I have an aunt that like paints, but like it's just I've always done art like for. Well, every kid does art, right? Yeah, you most know, people just stop. Yeah, and like your parents are like, "Oh, you're doing such a good job of like your drawing and stuff. Yeah. It looks great," and so you just kind of like keep doing it. And I mean, for me, it's just, it, it's it used to be comfortable. Now it's like kind of. Like you cornered yourself, didn't you? Yeah, it's like it's this, now. This is like all I know how to do. So it's like I just kind of got to keep going with it, I guess. So, so Adam, did you take any school in? Uh, so no, I'm I'm basically completely self-taught in painting and drawing. Um, I've in the last couple of years started taking more and more workshops mm-hmm. with artists that I would like to learn from. But it's less of a formal education where you're actually in a course where it's over months of a time and such. So I don't, I don't basically imagine just pick up paints and figure it out. I don't imagine it's it. much different. And if anything, it's it's probably because of who you're choosing. It's more too. fine-tuned to yeah. what you're wanting to achieve with your work. Yeah. So well, what I love about workshops is that it's usually like one or two days, usually two days with, with, some, with an artist that's either local or traveling through and just taking a small class of students to basically just let you paint, let you watch them paint, and then a little bit of instruction. And the thing I've taken away from that is watching somebody paint is extremely valuable to see just what are you doing to get that effect. And they can talk about it all they want, but seeing them pick up the brush, dip it into that, and hit it onto the canvas, you, you learn a lot. And I've just used that to sort of build a toolkit. So I'm not going to take a workshop like one person for example is uh, Stephen Assail do you know his work mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal painter right but I don't want to paint like Stephen Assail I want to know how he paints what decisions he, he makes and why he's making those decisions and then apply that to my work right so I learned a few things that he did that I loved and then he would do other things and I'm like I don't like that for my work mm-hmm. so I didn't and uh, another one I took was one from Sean Cheatham and Sean and Stephen could not be more different in their technique, but they're both extremely talented painters, right? Sean, every single uh, brushstroke is pre-mixed on his palette, and he puts it down in these like blocky shapes, That's like and then picks the next one, puts it next to it, and then blends it all together. But Stephen is just slopping it on there and moving shit around, and I pick, I, I do 
part of Sean's technique when I'm doing certain types of, of, of painting and I use Steven's technique when I'm doing other types of painting. So uh, one of the biggest things I picked up from Steven is he, does, he starts everything with a, with a fan brush, like a big fan brush. And what I love about that is it forces you to not focus on tiny details. You have to figure out just the large shapes, the large value changes and such. And no matter how much you want to start the, the, the under eyelid, you can't do it with it. You simply cannot physically do it with Is this brush. Is that what those things are so for? It forces you, yeah, I've never known. It forces you to, 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 to get that, the, the biggest, most important shapes first, and then you refine down to smaller brushes. And I love that because I hate it because I tend to, focus, I tend to want to narrow down on those details, but this stops me from doing it too soon. And so it's given me a tool that I love using that I wouldn't have other, otherwise had if I had not sat and watched him and, and listened to him talk about how it, he paints. It's crazy because like you're saying like it like blocking in or everything right yeah mm -hmm. but then there's also like these artists that do super realistic work and they go piece by piece you know like they yeah, do well, like the I, complete I, I can't even wrap my head around that yeah because then like I mean I've always I, like from what I've learned from myself is like you got to make sure like the whole thing is complete you know like works together before you like, said, like yeah, 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 before you start working on like the details, I, I, I used what, to paint like that. Yeah, I what happens if like, like that. you know you that do this kind of certainty? Yeah, like that far ahead. Yeah, exactly. Is is what boggles my mind. <laughs> I, I just I don't know how you can be so sure that everything is going to go just fine from. I there. can tell you how. It's Photoshop. <laughs> Oh, there you go. If you have your if you have your entire <laughs> thing figured out in reference material in front of you. You're just trying to make that, but and still, that's, I, but that's still, why like, I used to paint even mixing way. paint though. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I run out of color like <laughs> all the time. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I gotta like figure out how to like make this exact shade and color again. Because sometimes, like, because yeah, the way I gotta say, it, like, I'm pretty good at that, and, and I, I, I love it when I get it just right. And you, you, you take that sample brush the stroke sample, yeah. into the same area to see if it's and it's like orgasmic like oh yeah it's perfect yeah. Uh, yeah I get what you're saying I, I have like a like the side of my easel that I, I use at home is just like covered in like sample sample spots because like you're I'm always like testing like okay that's not exactly right like let me keep mixing some more yeah but I mean like the the guys that can like do like complete parts of like a painting and without like covering everything it's impressive because, I mean, especially for like skin tone, because like, you know, when I do skin tone, it's like I got to make sure I have enough of it because I want it all to be like the same color kind of, you know, like starting out, you know, obviously. Like, do you, you underpaint? Huh? Do you do underpaintings? Yeah. <clears throat> so, sometimes, like some of them are like, I just go in on it. So I know a lot of people, they'll do uh, like, like green or blue layers yeah. on, on skin tone yeah. as underpaintings. Do you guys do blue or green? I do like sepia tone. Sepia? Yeah, yeah. same. I've yeah. tried like, like, some, like adding green to it. Like, yeah. you know, it, it works, but it just depends on like what the painting is. Right. So, and what your lighting looks like. Yeah, you know. Uh, let's talk about the size of your paintings, Travis. Yeah. Um, so we've we've had pieces in here before. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was um, uh, they were like sexually explicit manga or hente. Yeah. On the sides, because yeah. you don't frame your works. They're no. they're they're unframed box canvas. Um, but you didn't do that with this show. No, they're all Bible pages. Yeah. Um, are they specific Bible pages to the pieces? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking just, too much. I'm asking just, too much. I'm just in my living room, like chopping up a Bible, like you know. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's enough. Yeah. I feel like that's that's, that's so lazy. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
So edgy. Is, it, is lazy ba- ba- blasphemy. So did you have a Bible laying around, or did you go buy a Bible to fuck it up? No, I, I, there's like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, to, you're supposed to steal them from the pews at the church, right? Make it really evil. Okay, so there's like a Christian store like down the street from my house. And so like I've gone in there a few times and like they look at me and they're just like, what do you, like, do, do you need Jesus? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like yeah, I'm no. good. Like I'm going to buy this Bible and like these rosaries and, you know, all this like stuff that you know I don't need. So. <laughs> well, except for photo references, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So, but you kind of get like a weird eye and you're just like. There you go. I actually had like a shirt on, like uh, I forget what band it was, but like the lady was like, "Oh, uh, what is that?" It had like a fist or something like that with like spikes on it. I think it was like anti nowhere league or something like that. And she was like, "What? What does that mean?" You're like uh, it means Jesus loves me. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell me this fucking Bible. Yeah. So um, I, I want to ask about one of your pieces specifically um, before I ask Adam basically the same question. Um, the lady with the candles yeah. and the mouth full of crucifixes. Yeah. Who was the poor creature Beautiful. that you shoved a mouth full of crucifixes into? And did she actually have a mouth full of crucifixes? Or yeah. Done in post? Huh? Did she actually have those in her mouth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not like photoshopped or anything. Like, I don't like... I, I try not to like photoshop anything. It's, just, it's all actually there so she was sitting there with her hands tied yes with a mouthful of what looks like 30 crucifixes little miniature at, crucifixes. at least yeah 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 and 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 she was okay with this yeah that's what i'm saying like you got to find people that are like cool with like doing it's a good like, friend yeah <laughs> not friends with her it's anymore not, but it's not like, hard to find a girl that'll deep throat a crucifix ooh, ooh, yeah it's not that hard. fair enough <laughs> you know but They're like, everywhere were the tears real <laughs> No, you I put that I, many crucifixes in your mouth. <laughs> see if you cry. <laughs> but like, I mean, like the rope and everything, like that—that's all real. Like, yeah. I didn't, you know, try and like fake that. And that's like the thing too is like, if if I'm gonna paint something and I want it realistic, it's got to be realistic. I can't, I can't like fake anything, you know. Like, it's got to be like actually done because i i don't want to like mess up on something and be like oh like the shadow's weird on this you know yeah so you actually like i've actually kind of like learned how to tie and stuff like that so it's just like one of these things like you gotta learn how to knot yeah yeah (laughs) knots are important when you're gonna paint a bunch of bondage yeah you know i mean it's not really my thing but like for like my work it is practice on the cats yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) really so, no, no, right. Just gonna, He's just going to bypass go. that. Like, no, no. Cat <laughs> No. The, it's like, it's not really your thing, but like all you do is paint bondage. Yeah. But it's, it's not like something you do in your personal life? No. Not at all? No, like I'm not like, I don't even think like I'm into like latex or anything like that. I just think. It's is just, it ju- it's, it's just an aesthetic that you. Uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting actually. Like, I mean, like I don't go to like. You don't go S&M to clubs, clubs or yeah, anything yeah. like that, you know? Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually been, so it's just... Uh, it's, just a, it's just something that interests you. Yeah. Well, d- not all of your pieces have had bondage. They've all had a sexual aspect to them, yeah. but they're not always bondage. No, no. There was, there was one that we had here with like a bunch of squid coming out of the girl's mouth. Yeah, so like, some of like... Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, one of my that favorite pieces that you've done, which that is was a, right behind so me, beautiful. My friend, is just my friend a, James a black glove. It. Yeah. Awesome. A black glove pulling down a girl's lip. Yeah. It's really, it's really subtle, but 
you know that there's a story there. Yeah. I, I really do love that piece a lot. I can't so believe do I, we still yeah. have it. I can't believe we still have it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to let you take it today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, so that, and that's the other thing that there's a story there with each of your pieces that I want to know more about, but at the same time, I, I, I feel like I'm intruding if I ask. Not you. If I were to ask the people in the painting oh. what was going on, yeah. it would, I, I feel like it would be intrusive because I feel like I'm being privy, giving these privy moments to these, these, little, these little secret acts, yeah. these, these moments. Well, I mean, um, like, to me, like... I, I not, think that's really not, cool. To me, it's not even that weird. I'm just like, hey, like... Uh, I mean, that was... I think, like, the reference for that was, like, shot in, like, my kitchen. I was like, hey, just, like... <laughs> so humdrum. <laughs> hold on. Stand right here. Let me pull your, like, lip open. Like, it's just... That's how it is. I'm not, like... It's not... I don't know. It's Were so, you raised, like, hardcore Catholic? Like... My mom's Catholic, but, like, we... I don't know. I don't think was it. it was it? Like, a, I feel like, like was it. Was it like Christmas Easter Catholic? Or? Yeah, exactly. I, it's not yeah. even that. I don't even think like I, my mom's probably gonna listen to this. But like, it's <laughs> hi mom. <laughs> hi mom. It's like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people that are like are raised like religious. Like it's not really religious. It's just kind of like oh yeah, like you're gonna be forced to go to church, and after a while you don't want to, and then like you fight with them about it, and then they give up, and it's like. Well, religion as metaphor is equal to bondage as metaphor. And, you know, whether you, like, you don't have to be into it in order to utilize it to tell a story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nah, I, just, I, I just figured you, like, had leather he pants was a freak. underneath. No, no. <laughs> I thought you had nipple clamps on right Bring now. out the like. gimp. Well, I do, but I mean, like. <laughs> well played. So, Adam. Yes, sir. You don't you don't like tattoos at all, right? Not at all. Yeah. So looking at Adam, if you haven't seen him, he's uh, I'm assuming neck to toe. Not quite. I but mean, like I could, neck all, to neck to wrists most, at least. Yeah, most of my upper body that shows outside of a shirt is tattooed. But um, and I'd say that with the exception of maybe one or two pieces, there's two models here that are not tattooed. Every other one is tattooed. Is that something that? you look for in a model? Yeah, definitely. And why I, are there I, exceptions? I love the challenge of rendering flesh that has been tattooed. Uh, I, I find it just aesthetically really, really pleasing. The other artist we were talking about earlier that I was trying to remember, his name is Sean Barber. Oh, Sean's amazing. Yes. Correct. He's the one that yeah. had the show that he was supposed to be with, with Car Carl Dobsky, and it was supposed to be Carl and, and, uh, and Sean at the Maxwell Alexander Gallery uh, that got canceled due to COVID. Damn. But uh, Sean Barber has been somebody I've studied for a long time, I'm a huge fan of, uh, and he you know, paints exclusively, not only tattooed people, but tattooed art, tattoo artists. Or, He's or done even almost- tattoo machines. Yeah, tattoo, yeah. yeah, everything tattoo related, Barber's done a painting of it. I um, love the multiplicity thing that he does yeah, too. Yeah, and you kind of see that in, influenced my work as yeah. well with the multiple armed uh, people, <clears> so. Uh, Di very different rendering styles, I'd say. He's he's yeah. a very his oil paintings look almost like watercolors to me because he's so liquidy with with There's how everything drips. Aspect, yeah, like a yeah. yeah, and everything's always sort of very orangey and reddish, kind of hazy. And and he's somebody who's really mastered the loose style. And I find it so hard to when painting a tattoo of like not trying to get the lines just right. 
but he just he's very good at keeping it very loose and very impressionistic, and it's it, it has a very soft feel to it. I'm I'm a I tend to be a bit harsher. Do you know on my Do you know Sean Barber's stuff? Travis? I don't. Don't look at it; it might influence you. Go ahead. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so so yeah, I, I I prefer to paint tattooed people, but every once in a while I won't like the the one uh, float that's on the the social media for this show. Uh, this is this this woman is a friend of mine, and I've just always been enamored by her look. And uh, she doesn't have any tattoos, but She's I decided to paint her anyway. Yeah, gorgeous woman. Painted her twice, and I even did a post where I had painted her like back in like when I first started getting into doing like portrait oil painting. I painted her uh, like 2012 or 13, I think 2013. So that was seven years apart that I painted her, and you could just sort of see the quality difference in my work. But it's the exact same human being. It was just kind of is an that, interesting. Is that her shades or yours? No, actually, and it's funny because I was when you were talking uh, when Travis was talking about wanting the shoot to be real and he doesn't want to make anything up. So that couch doesn't. I don't own that couch. That was, <laughs> that was from couch. a, it's Photoshop. I shot her on my big lazy boy sofa that doesn't have any class or style whatsoever. Some, in sometimes that position, you got to do that though. Yeah. yeah, in that position. Well, because you can rent furniture, but it's fucking ridiculous. I just did a shoot last weekend for uh, a, a girl. I wanted to be in one of those big orb 60s chairs. Oh yeah. You can buy those for a thousand bucks. And it's like, well, I don't want it when I'm done shooting for it. And I don't want to spend a thousand dollars. And so I was like, I just shot her pretending she was in one, and we'll see how it goes when I Photoshop it. Because I want my—I don't want my pocketbook to limit my my creativity. So For if sure. I can't afford the thing, I'll fucking fake it. Like I don't have any problem with that. So yeah, in this case, in you know, everything was made up—the wall, the floor, everything is made up except for her. And she, the balloon she was holding. Don't wasn't tell red. me she didn't have a balloon. Yeah, she did have a balloon, but it was not red. It was rainbow colored because they didn't have any red ones at the grocery store when I swung by on the way to the shoot. There's a wonderful metallic nature to the way that you painted that balloon, and I know that I—I uh, I think I saw you post about it or I talked to you about it. I don't remember, but um, the shadow. Yeah, it took balloon. me three tries. I know that you struggled with that. I, I did. I, 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 I didn't have good reference for it either because the balloon I shot... I don't shot, imagine there would be a lot of great reference for a, there's a some, red balloon. There's some. I found shadow, some, yeah. but uh, but yeah, the, the balloon in, in, in the photo shoot was, like you said, a metallic, but it was one of the, the chrome metallic balloons, which doesn't... Light does not pass through those. Sure, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this, is, this was meant to be more of a latex balloon where light passes through it, and so you would see the red in the shadow through the wall. And I did find reference of... Of that, but just rendering it and getting it to really feel right in oil paint was was it was a hell of a challenge. I feel like challenge. you achieved it. I, Thank I, you. I appreciate that. I, I I like it a lot better than the earlier versions. I can't say I'm 100% happy with it, but I'm certainly happier than I was from the first two revisions. I love the painting. I loved it even more when I saw it at scale. Um, I thought the, it was a small painting when I, I saw it online. Yeah, like not small, but maybe like Medium 20, size. 24 inches, something yeah. like that. Um, seeing it at this scale is truly impressive. The other thing I really like about this piece as well as the other new piece from the show. I can't remember her name. That's called Kapala. Kapala. Is your backgrounds. Mm -hmm. That wall looks old and real and textured, and I, I feel like I can touch that, and I know exactly what it's going to feel like before I touch it. Got right? it. <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, been, I've been getting into using a lot of sort of interesting tools to create texture. It's using taken me palette, a while to get there. Actually, yeah, I, I, I have used that in the past, but one thing that I find uses the most... Are you familiar with an artist named Jeremy Mann? That I'm not sure. A huge fan of Jeremy Mann. He's one of my favorite painters, and he does a lot of his textured backgrounds with rubber rollers. They're just oh. big rollers, and they just leave an interesting pattern. So if you do 
layer after layer after layer with these rubber rollers, and then smooth, smooth in between, it creates this very concrete-looking textured look. What, what, what rubber roller is this? Is it pre-textured? What are we talking about? Uh, like a brayer kind of thing? Yeah, it's, like it's for like literally a brayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just oh, a roller. For an ink roller. Yeah. Yeah, for, for an ink roller. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. exactly. So it's, it's, it's just, it's like a rolling pin that's small. You can get them in all different sizes. And he's using and, this with oils. Correct. Wow. Yeah, the thinner you go, the more textured it's going to be. Otherwise, it's just like using a roller when you're painting a house with a yeah, roller, yeah. rolling. What, what do you call that? Yeah. Otherwise, you're just putting it on in, in, in sheets. But, but if you thin it, then, it, then like the, the way that the rubber rolls over the canvas lays it down in sort of these textury things. And I've, I've used it in this painting called Chaotic. It was when I first started to sort of mess around with it, but it started getting better That's for the like tall, this thin painting. That's the tall, thin one, right? The tall, thin one yeah. behind you, yeah. And then Kapala was my most recent use of that. And There's every time you get a little bit better. Too, which is really yeah, cool. And so nice the drips, yeah, the drips, you, you spray with Gamsol. The thinner your paint is, the more it'll react to Gamsol when you spray it. Uh, and it just, it drips and looks like splatters and... Everybody loves drippy textured backgrounds, right? So, so it's, then, a cool, it's a cool technique, and I've, I've borrowed some from Jeremy, and I've refined a little bit on my own. The next question I have is there's a piece with a really cool macabre headdress, mm -hmm. and it's directly behind you. Is this, this one here? Yeah, who's that model, and, so that's, and what's yeah. the headdress? So the model is named, uh, her name's Kira Von Sutra. I knew it. She, yep. You know Kira? Uh, we, we do. She's, <laughs> She's a good friend. Yeah, Kira's, Kira's a good friend of mine. Her husband and I were in a band together. Uh, I've painted Neil as well. Um, and I have a painting of, of Kira at my house as well. Uh, that was one of my earlier paintings. Uh, but this is a charcoal of her, and that's that's her headdress. She's a burlesque dancer, and she's a model, and she used and she wore this headdress because I asked her to, and she also wore that headdress in one of my band's music videos, and she's in one of the music videos as well that we shot. So. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, love Kira. It's, she's it's, an amazing girl. It's nice girl. to see people we know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> as, as they show up at the gallery. Yeah, we had her do burlesque. We used to do uh, at Alex's bar. We would do a burlesque and okay. sideshow. And she was one of our burlesque dancers. Yeah. It was called so Church of the Freaks. It was a lot of fun. We Love only put Kira, on yeah. three? We three of them. Three of them. Yeah. I would dress up in insane outfits and host the, uh, host the event. <laughs> and then we'd have magicians and burlesque dancers and bands and uh, sideshow acts and working acts and danger acts and all kinds of That man. sounds amazing. It was. It was, it was so much fun. It didn't make any sense to anybody like because like, nobody made a dime off of it, but it was a blast to do. Yeah, and, sounds like it, man. I wish I could have checked that out. <laughs> maybe we'll bring it. It might have an incarnation that I'll have to come back once we're all allowed to gather in, in groups again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Because it's something that uh, we're both passionate about. That we, we, we just we love the performance aspect of art as For well. For sure, yeah. As, you know, you can, put, you can put awesome shit on the walls, but it's really cool to put awesome shit on a stage too. For sure. Yeah, you get Kira dancing and then the radioactive chicken heads playing stupid music. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a, a lot of fun. Yeah, she's amazing. She's got such great energy too. She's totally. an amazing performer. So Adam, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was uh, specifically was when you when I asked you to do the show, mm -hmm. did you have a plan for what you were going to do thematically? Was there a theme? No, I I don't tend to like like being a part of shows where there's a particular theme. Like a lot of guys, I don't know if you guys have done this, but you'll you'll set a theme and say it's like well we were talking about the Heine Gallery. I remember one time they did like a. Uh, 
uh, true romance themed show. And everybody does a painting from whatever inspires them about that movie, True, true Romance. Or no, but I meant like, uh, like something sure, that you but, set forward for yourself. Like, this is what my concept is. Yeah, so I, I don't really look at my, at my work as any type of... Gr- I, I have recently started to fall into certain patterns, and I have accidentally stumbled into s- certain series. Like, uh, one, the, there's one series that I've been painting called The Crown Series, and I'm about to start on the fourth of that series. And it started with a painting I'd done of... Uh, of Karen Hazmat we were talking about. Uh, that painting and is amazing. Thank you. And, and, and when I finished it, I was like, I want to do another one like this in a similar style. And then I kept wanting to explore that theme, and then it became a theme. But it's nothing that I normally like, set out to do. And those are all tall, thin paintings. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the theme is that it, they all have the same aspect ratio, which is tall and thin. And then they all have like, a, like these sort of like sigils or like magic runes over their heads and such that look like kind of like a crown that's why I call it the crown series but uh but but up until then I'd never really thought of doing any sort of series or theme I'm just like each each piece is born in and and of itself so for this particular show I was like whatever I have on my walls that's what I'm gonna give them but because I kind of always paint naked tattooed women you've got 15 paintings of naked tattooed yeah, there's, there's, so still, there there's still a theme there yeah (laughs) and uh you know nobody's upset about it at Mm -hmm. all now Travis, with yours, did it start out with the religion, bondage, uh, sexuality theme, or did that evolve? No, I think it was already, like, planned. Like, because yeah. I had a piece in the group show, and I think it was, like, the Tiny Terrors last year, which was, like, I called it Jesus Slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought, like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I don't know how I came up with this, but, like, I really liked it. I was kind of mad that it got sold, too, because I wanted it back. <laughs> and so, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was kind of mad. I was like, fuck, man, like, I wanted that back but for myself. But I think that was kind of like the jumping off point. So that was just something that you wanted to explore further? Yeah, well, because, like, I mean, my, my work before this was kind of like, I felt like it was more based on, like, Japanese themes. You know, like, I used to go there, like, every year. So, like, I was, like, really into that like their culture and stuff like that and just like you know the artwork and stuff like that so, so you, you go to japan on the regular I, yeah i used to go like every year and now i can't so i'm kind of bummed do you have your friends there or family yeah. yeah yeah and then like my tattoo artist is there too so i mean do you speak japanese i was trying to learn a little bit but like i'm super rusty now yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine that's something that you really have to keep up. Yeah, I was like taking classes and like had friends that spoke Japanese, so like I was like really like in, like I I really wanted if like art didn't work out, I wanted to be like a translator or something like that. But I mean, you could probably move there and teach English. Yeah. I have friends that do do that, but I think now it's kind of like we're stuck here now, so <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, so like that was like really like I don't know. I had like a real, real appreciation for, you know, like a lot of the stuff that they did. I mean, like, if if there were artists that, like I said, would say like influenced me, it was like, uh, like Yoshitoshi. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like he, he did a lot of like bondage stuff too, and you know. How about Soriyama? Yeah, Soriyama. Oh, I fucking, fucking love him, love dude. Like that guy's work is so amazing. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but I mean, like with like Yoshitoshi, it was like. He's like only like one like one of a few artists back in the day that were like, 
cutting people open and oh, yeah. you know you're tying people up and you're just like this is sick like I love it <laughs> and I've seen like it like you know there was a museum I went to in Tokyo that like they had like all his work oh, or not like all of it but like they had like a ton a of, lot it. of it yeah. yeah and it was just like it's amazing to see up close and so I think if there was one artist I think like that's like one of like an influence so, so I what think, is it about that culture that that draws you in I don't know it's just like it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a thing but like it's always been something that like I've been attracted to you know so I can't really explain it you know I just you just like something because you like it right so and there's nothing wrong with that yeah for so. sure tattooed pretty girls you know bondage and yeah, sexuality weird shit yeah you know like nothing wrong with being into any of that in my yeah. opinion so if you were to describe your show in a sentence or two, either one of you, <laughs> or your work, if you, maybe not the show, but just your work in general, um, give, give me that, uh, that, that headline overview. Naked tattooed girls. All right. <laughs> it, it just is what it is, man. Yeah. How about you, brother? <laughs> Travis? Uh, I don't know. Kinky religion? Kinky religion. <laughs> you know what it is? Religion I, I, as kink? Maybe. Yeah. I, He's like, know, whatever. I, I think I want to do, like, work that, like, my mom can't show her friends that, you know? Yeah. I think that's kind of <laughs> like, what, yeah. Like, she's so proud. If your mom proud. likes it, it sucks. <laughs> that's the name of the show. If your mom likes it, it sucks. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's perfect. I love that. Yeah, like... I love talking to my mom because, like, you know, I'll meet her, like, work friends or something like that, and they're like, oh, you're the artist, right? And I'm just like, what have you seen, though? Like, because my mom should not be showing you some of this. She's like, so proud that, yeah. you're, that you're an accomplished artist, but she's like, but I can't show you anything that he does. Like, my son is weird. Like, like um, have you ever painted something for her that was just for her, though? I gave her, like, a, a painting, but it, it wasn't like, you know, I paint other things, too, but, like, it's been a while. But, like, I gave her, like, an older, like, smaller piece that was just tame. But, I mean, lately it's all, it's just been focusing on, like, like stuff for, like, this show. I mean, this is all stuff that I've worked on, like, since you told me you want to have a show, like, a year ago. Right. So, it's not, like, it, it's all, like, fresh. So. so like, like, for me, like, my mom, she's often said, I want, I want your art. I want, you know, I want to have a piece in my house, but not that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's usually, but but not that. And yeah. every piece is, but not that. Yeah. So I specifically painted. Um, I went through a series where I was painting flowers, like true to life, just painting flowers. And I gave those studies to her. There yeah. You, go. you know, so that mom could have something that she could be like, see, my son's an artist, and he's socially acceptable. He paints flowers. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. A, I took a workshop at uh, you know Klein Academy out in Culver City. And it was just like a, a it, there was no real particular theme other than it was just a painting workshop. And they just had different still lifes around. Mm. And I gave my mom one of the still lifes because normally I would not have drawn a pot next to a flower. But right. I did that day and so it went to mom. And she loved it. <laughs> she loved it. Of course she did. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that for artists like us that, that maybe have more conservative parents, like... You know, you, you got to throw them a, a flower or a bone. Oh, I, I, my, my family asks me all the time to like make stuff. I, I feel like I have like a backlog of things like I need to do for them, you know, right. and I'm just like, I don't have the time right now. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I would love to paint you like something nice, but 
That's not where it's at right now. I, just, I am. I'm too busy painting tentacles coming out of a pussy. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> priorities. There's, there's priorities. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see Travis's mom like cropping like like a fourth of one of his paintings. Like he's really good at rope. <laughs> <laughs> Like, look you at the detail. Really good. Look at the detail on this crucifix <laughs> yeah. that you don't yeah, exactly. know is coming out of a guy's pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poor um, I wanted to talk to about actually about that piece really quick. Uh, so there's um, there's a guy in white latex in a. Post- Hold on, who, who says it's a guy though? Yeah. Oh, fair sure enough. It was a guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. I assumed it was a dude. Um, but please correct me if I'm I, wrong. I didn't actually. I thought it, I thought it was a woman. That's weird. But, okay, my, all, all my work is like are, are women. Yeah, like, I, that's I, true. I haven't. I just assumed that yet. that was a dude yet. Yeah. I, I, maybe but, but maybe that's like the maybe that's so just my the, fetish. The connotation is that it's, you know, male, it's existing male. itself in, into reality. So there is a person <laughs> of undisclosed gender that's obviously female because you basically just said that <laughs> um, with white latex, a pope's hat. A Christmas tree skirt as a robe, right? Well, you're not supposed to like reveal that, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the, that's what I used as like a reference, but uh, a le- leather pants and a big fuck off crucifix sticking out of those pants. It's a dildo. It's a, it's a it's a cross dildo strap on. I mean, yeah. So, it, what I, more can you ask for? I, 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 the, the angle on that tells me it's not being inserted, though. Like it was right. just, it's being ridden like a broom, maybe. Maybe it's just like revealing it, you know? Yeah, just, hey, look what I got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are you trying to say with this piece, <laughs> Travis, is what I need to know. What's the message here? Well, I think this, well, this one's called God Complex. So this is like, it's, the, it's the hero piece. Yeah, it's like my main yeah. one, you know? I don't know. I mean, I just kind of like wanted to irritate somebody. <laughs> I'm irritated to find out it's not a dude. <laughs> I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be. Fair enough. I feel like that's it's like hard. the great thing about like latex, though, is like you, you can obscure. You can tell. You, yeah. you can obscure whoever it is. So it's it like you got more, pretty enough eyes. It's it's it could be anybody. Exactly. Yeah. White latex, I, I, that's not something I see depicted or in fetish very often. Really? Um, and, I, and I like the way it looks, especially with that piece, a lot. Well, I really wanted to, like, work on, like, colors and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I could have just as easily done, like, black, but I feel like that's kind of boring. I feel like white, like, really, you got to, there's a lot of colors in it, you It know? creates a nice color balance with the white. I, I, I think so, too. I really like the, the, the counter light of the pink uh, floating on it as well. Yeah, white, exactly. So. If I did black, it, it wouldn't look the same, so. Right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Um, and then one last question about one of your pieces. Um, I, I forget her name again. Uh, the, the one in the middle. Kapala. Right. It's, Kapala. It's, it's not her name. Do you want me to explain what Kapala means? Sure, please. So do you see the tattoo on her back? It kind of looks like a Tibetan-style skull. Yeah. That's called a Kapala skull. Okay. And it goes back in the, 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 the Tibetan culture as they actually made religious bowls out of human skulls. And the way that that skull in her tattoo is designed is very specific to that culture, the, the Tibetan Kabbalah skull. 
So I named the piece Kapala because she has a couple. And I just didn't know that. I researched it when I saw her tattoo. <laughs> so what was your question? Sorry. No, no. <laughs> My question was about the tattoo work. Yeah. So that, that worked out yeah. perfectly. So, so the model was somebody that I didn't hire as a model. She's somebody I met and is, then is saw. Is she bald in real life? She is. She's, yeah, okay. her head is shaved. Uh, and uh, the, ta the tattoo was actually unfinished. So I photoshopped a lot of the finished parts of the skull it's complete or it's not completely uncolored but most of it is uncolored on her back when i shot if you look at the reference photos yeah. there's not a lot of color in the tattoo so a lot of that i made up in photoshop but uh, yeah it was a beautiful tattoo so when i met her i had the opportunity to get her to come back and get naked and photograph her when i uh when i was looking at it i was i was mesmerized by the the color play in her tattoos and i wondered it looks like it was uh it was a task to yeah, create that, it was that, a very that, tedious that piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you done that much uh, painting of tattoo work on a single person before? That's that's probably one of the most. But if you look at some of my other pieces, like the the one I was mentioning earlier called Inferno, it, the girl had something like six arms, two you know one right. pair of legs, but you know three heads, and her entire body is covered in tattoos. So a lot of that was tattoo work, but. Mainly, be, maybe just based off the scale, Kapala might have more square footage of tattooed flesh, but yeah, it's, it's a tedious process. There's a lot of layering involved in that to make it look like there's ink in the skin. Because like, the way that light bounces off skin, it doesn't bounce off of like, tattoo ink at the same like, reflectivity. You know? oh, so you kind of have to adjust that as you're, you're painting over. So uh, it's, it's just sort of a constant struggle on getting the, the, the design of the tattoo, the color of the ink, and then the way that the flesh is reflecting light off of it. It's, hmm. it's, it's a const, constant sort of push and pull on getting it just right. That makes sense. Yeah. So as a person who's heavily tattooed and mm -hmm. who paints a lot of tattooed people, how tired are you of people asking you if you're a tattoo artist? Uh, it happens a lot, for <laughs> sure. Uh, it's, it's usually everyone's first go-to, especially yeah. when they see me and my art. There's a, you'll, I'm sure you know a lot of tattoo artists, especially these days, are fine art painters as sure. well. Some of the best in the world, in my opinion. There are some just brilliant painters that are, you know, their day job yeah, is we, tattooing. We were just talking about Nico Hurtado. Nico's and one, yeah. Sean and Carlos yeah. Torres. Carlos, Carlos Torres. Torres, yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 Sean Barber. It, it's a, it's amazing to watch those worlds uh, cross over, and it's really like I've only noticed it happening in like the last decade mm -hmm. um, that, that it's really become accepted because the, I think, and I think it has a lot to do with, and this is just my opinion, but I think it has a lot to do with tattoo as an art form being elevated and accepted at a higher level. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that it is, you can't. There's not this divide. But like you're a tattoo artist, you can't be a fine artist. Right. Yeah, you know, that, that no the, longer the, the, is a the whole tattoo industry itself has has grown in leaps and bounds within the last ten years. It's just sort of a generational thing. It's like now that you know kids who are turning thirteen and fourteen and starting to get into popular culture, their parents are like the first generation to have been in an, a tattoo accepted society. Sure. But even then, like I, I got, I've been, I'm forty seven. I started getting tattooed when I was eighteen years old. And by the time I was 22, I probably had my first full sleeve. 
And when I first got my first full sleeve, like nobody had sleeves. Yeah. It was a really rare thing. And I'd walk around with the tattooed sleeves and people would stop in their tracks and stare at me because it, started, wasn't, it wasn't a common thing. I started at 16. Yeah. And I'm not much younger than you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was... But same thing, right? Like it was it a was, very was small subset of society yeah. that had heavily tattoo covers, let alone on your neck or your hands. And now he's the rebel. Yeah. Virgin yeah. flesh. That's why I don't have any. That's right. I want to be different. Yeah. So like, yeah. And, and, and when I first started getting heavily tattooed, I lived in uh, Austin, Texas as well. So it was like you're in a southern state and you're covered in tattoos. It was a, it was a pretty freak thing. In fact, I'm, I'm from San Jose, California. And when I got my first tattoo, uh, you, the only way to find a business back then was look in the yellow pages. There was no internet. So sure. there were literally three tattoo shops in the, in, in the yellow pages in San Jose. There's probably 1,500 shops in one neighborhood now. It's just, it's, it's insane how much the, the, the culture has exploded. So your, your first tattoo was at a real tattoo shop? Yeah. Nice. Mine was not. <laughs> I can tell. You had one of those backyard <laughs> garage ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I traded a sack of weed for my first tattoo. You definitely got some backyard tests, my friend. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, am, I am super proud of, of my prison tats. Um, not, none of them acquired in prison, but just the style. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I've never been one for cohesion. <laughs> it's a sketchbook. Yeah, it's it's not a full piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the cover of your folder when you're in middle school, right? All totally. The scribbles and yeah. stickers slapped like, on. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been in a situation where somebody was like, "Hey, you want a tattoo?" And I was like, "Yeah, hold on, let me draw yes, something." Yes, I do. <laughs> let me let me draw something real quick, and I would just you know. Line of cocaine, draw up a tattoo. Here we go. Where are we at? We're in a hostel. Yeah, that'll work. I'm sure this is sanitary. This is fine. <laughs> Crazy. You know, we're not always smart. <laughs> yeah, well, mo- most of my earliest tattoos are, are gone. Pretty much my, my first 10 to 15 years, I'd say, are completely gone. And the last, the last, my last tattoo from the 90s is now being covered up. So yeah. the quality of the work has just gotten better, and I've gotten some of my work lasered off and then covered over. But most of, most of the work on my body now is post 1990s even though i was getting tattooed all the way through the 90s they're just all gone now because travis work you're inked up too yeah yeah, a lot of good yeah how long yeah. you been getting inked up how long you been getting tattoos? i don't remember i think like i think i started when i was like 21 or something like that okay. like, yeah, pretty young. i don't remember exactly how old are you now 33 okay yeah so it's been a while but i mean it's also been a while since i've gotten tattooed so you know i like you were saying like it, it's kind of like a sketchbook and like i, I kind of felt like that too but then yeah i kind of wanted like full pieces you know so i feel like this this arm is like a full piece you know and i don't know <laughs> yeah I, it's i've never had that desire but i mean that's the great thing about tattoos is they're it, it's, it's they're intensely personal and you can do whatever the fuck you want with them yeah it's definitely if you if you really want like a full like like a back piece or something like that it's like you got to take i mean you got to think like way ahead you know it's sure. like you can't like do anything else on your body or like in that area of your body if like that's what you want it's kind of like a painting actually i mean you know, the it, ni- one thing that's nice about having moved the gallery um even though we've only been open to the public for a day before we had to shut back down <laughs> um is that we no longer daily get asked uh how much for a sleeve yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah you get a pizza and a, and a tattoo that but back sense. back at the old spot um 
it was it was a daily thing where we were actually thinking about making shirts that say Dark Art Emporium, not a fucking tattoo parlor. That's yeah. great. Because every day we'd walk in and we'd have somebody walk in and go, Hey man, I wanna get this uh this thing with a butterfly and a skull and like how much do you think that'd be? And I'd be like, I don't know, like six hundred bucks. I think I got a pin around here. <laughs> he should have just done it. Oh no, I would I, I would I'd be like, I'd be Let like, me get my know. paints. Like eight hundred bucks, like and he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know, maybe eight thousand because I should probably learn how to tattoo first. <laughs> like, you got to give me a minute to learn. I got to go do an apprenticeship. <laughs> I'd have people wander in and like, how much for a cover up? And like, like I, 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 got, not, I got a belt sander in the back. Not right. one tattoo. Like, you want a tattoo from me? Like, do you hear? Mm, no, it was That's wild. I, I never understood it. Like. Like you would walk in and there, there's no evidence of tattoo yeah. parlor anywhere, but it was daily. It was daily. But we had nice. really good art, so they've just yeah. figured. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, and even this like looks like it could be a tattoo shop. And like. maybe that's the cool thing about what tattoo shops are now. Yeah, is that they look like art galleries. Yeah. Some of them definitely are art galleries, yeah. like Raven and Wolves. Like it's an art gallery sometimes, for sure. Yeah, um, with it, amazing artwork. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe it says something. Maybe, maybe it should have been more of a compliment as opposed to an annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when it happens all the time, it was fucking annoying. <laughs> Speaking of what this place looks like, if somebody hasn't been here before to the Dark Art Emporium, how would you describe it? And pretend like we're not here. <laughs> Uh, a lot of amazing artwork, a lot of black walls, and a very, very creepy vibe. I don't know if it's creepy, but, like, I mean, it's definitely, like, my favorite gallery. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, thanks, man. Oh, yeah. I'm blushing, Trev. <laughs> I mean, you guys all have the type of work that I would actually want to see. It's not like, I think that's why, like, I'm happy to be part of this show, because it's like, this is where I fit in, you know? Like, it's hard to get shows when your shit is weird so you know it, i feel like it fits in and i don't know like you guys have the stuff that i wa actually want to see so if you're into like creepy shit and oh it's a lot of creepy shit it, it, i mean like cre <laughs> creepy but like a acceptable because yeah. like you're here you know so if you're into weird stuff then like this is like the gallery to go yeah to. and i like how it's not just one type of artwork also it's not yeah. just paintings on the wall there's like sculpture there's actual animal skulls and you even have like oddities there in the cabinets yeah right? like, yeah like human some, skulls some fetuses and, and uh yeah, and other oddities we've sold a capala or two actually there you go yeah. see my my favorite thing that's that's been here since day one that i can't believe nobody has sold is we have a walrus baculum if you know what a baculum is it's like that bone that like bone. makes them hard oh, or something wow. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and a walrus baculum is uh, you you on the podcast can't see my hands, but it's about two and a half feet long, oh, wow. and it's curved in a way that it feels like a club in your hands. Nice, like like you could kill somebody with it. And uh, it, it, so, that's, if you that, fought somebody and you told him I beat him up with like a whale penis or a walrus, walrus penis, yeah, yeah. walrus dick. Like, uh, it's uh, kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that headline. Like local <laughs> shop owner beats a man with walrus dick. <laughs> I, mean, I just we, need hey, somebody to get it, out of line. You here. know what? I think it's coming though. It's it, in the old wait. spot. I was waiting for it. Like I was ready. I was like, first thing I'm going for is the fucking walrus dick bone. Uh, yeah. Any sign of trouble? It's happening. 
But, you know, we don't have so much trouble here, back here now. Now, now that we're, if you now that we're a speakeasy. Off, if you got to mm-hmm. fight off rioters or, you know, the Armageddon or whatever, right? grab that. Yeah, that was weird. I'm, sta- I'm standing in the middle of the, while the riots are happening, holding a dick bone. Like, Come on. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> if, you, if they get through the barricade, I'm ready for them, and they're going to think I'm weird. <laughs> like, what is, that's not a baseball bat. No, it's a dick bone. <laughs> it's a dick bone. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave now before you die by Nick Bone. <laughs> well, Adam and Travis, I got to say, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chit-chatting with both of you guys tonight. Same, man. Yeah. Your shows, um, they're some of the favorite, my favorite pieces that I've ever had on these boards. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Absolutely wow. Thanks, stunning. man. I, I wanted to say I'm honored to be with, with Travis. I'm such a huge fan of his work, and I couldn't be happier with him being the other man in the two-man <laughs> show. So thanks, Travis. Thank for, you. I appreciate it saying Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, it's a match made in, in hell. It's <laughs> it really is pretty. Um, so thank you guys both, and thanks for spending the time to, to come on the podcast tonight. Um, we are also going to be joined by you uh, this Saturday when we do the Facebook Live reception. Um, through our Facebook page, the Dark Art Emporium's Facebook page. That's going to be at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, where we're actually going to go through and talk even more in depth about each one of these pieces one by one uh, as we go through the show. So thanks, guys, for being a part of that as well. We look forward to doing that. Um, Jeremy Schott, hey, thanks for being here, man. Hey, I was here. You were here. Good job. (laughs) Sorry. You did a great job (laughs) being here. So uh, any, any last words? Uh, well, just, you know, thanks to you guys for having us involved. Uh, love dark art, love being a part of the Los Angeles art scene and the worldwide art scene. But uh, you guys are really, really holding, you know, keep, keeping the flame lit for dark art. And uh, what can I say? We're flamers. Yeah. Just yeah. Fl- absolutely raging. Um, but, you know, it's it's. Art, art, artists make art, but it's guys like you that, that make it accessible and make it uh, an organized thing. Uh, so, you know, I just want to let you guys know that I really appreciate that, all the hard work you guys do. Even for the shows that are not my shows, I appreciate you guys <laughs> in, the, uh, in the art scene. And uh, I'm glad that you reached out to me because I couldn't be more thrilled uh, to be a part of your show. Thank hey you. Hey, man, we're, we're really stoked to have you. So thank you very, very much. All right, guys. Say good night. Good night. Good night.